Hello, everybody. My name is Lon Strohshine, former public company executive turned lifestyle engineer. One year ago, I left my job as a public company executive, and I left without a resume, without another job, without a Rolodex of clients, but I left anyway. I left believing that the best years of my life were in front of me and knowing that they weren't going to be found where I was standing. I left and my mission has become to inspire the lives of a thousand dudes, to inspire the dude I used to be, to go do the things they want to do. My job here is to give you courage to finally act. And it's to remind you that dude, at this stage in life, nobody shows up to do it for you, but I'm here and I'll travel that highway with you. Thanks for being here. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you along the Normal 40 Highway. A little normal 40 extra time. We got to figure out how to release these, Lon. Maybe at some point. I'm thinking maybe maybe midweek. So these come out usually every other week. Maybe in that middle week, we can start throwing a little normal 40 behind the scenes, a little bit of just our, our pre-show and our post-show um, ramble. So if you're listening to this and it's uh, hitting your eardrums, we've decided to do that. So you're welcome. But B, um, to orient you, Lon and I have just uh, spent some time talking about an episode we titled The Anxiety which features a, uh, the story of a really courageous um, and just inspirational dude that you had a chance to meet, Lon. Hopefully by now all of you have heard that. Um, but I was telling you, Lon, as I was listening to this, you know, and again, behind the scenes for those who, who you know, want to know how the, the pod game works a little bit, Lon sends me a note with an with a attachment to a Google file and says, hey, man, I talked to this dude. It was really interesting. I think we should use this. Give it a listen. And so I listened to, to him and David talk and listened to David's story. And I and, you know, in Lon's initial um, note and Lon, correct me if I have any of this incorrect. You know, you said, hey, maybe we can use part of this or some of this. And I listened to the thing and I said, man, we're, we're using the whole bleeping thing. Like there's not anything I would cut out of this. Like there's not there's not a single morsel that I think we can cut out of here. Um, and uh, I'm glad you sent it my way, a because I can just tell you personally, it really spoke to me, I, you know. Uh, while I, I haven't necessarily taken the steps that, that he's taken to go get clinical help and clinical diagnosis, I have felt many of the same things that he's talking through, right? I think many people who are part of our group have. And to hear someone else talk about it and go through it, um, I, I think for me, one of the biggest challenges is that you you think about this and you think, man, I must be alone. Ah, people must think I'm crazy that I've got all this and I'm doing this and I feel this way. And th this was just another great example of how the normal 40 community comes together and shares with you. You're not alone. There's, there's other dudes who feel this way. And guess what? We can help each other figure out how to, how to live our second half story. We can inspire each other uh, to get there. And, and they, this is just, if someone asked me to describe normal 40, I, I might just play that episode and say, here it is. This is, this is normal 40. Yeah. That's, that's incredible perspective. I love it. And you're telling the story exactly right. You, what I was wrestling with is when I, when I sent it to you and I, I kind of thought, well, maybe we'd, we'd pick some sound bites. And then you so accurately came back and said, no, man, let's just play the whole thing top to bottom. Um, what I was wrestling with is, you know, maybe it's not quite polished enough. And I don't mean polished in the bad way. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's too, it strings out in some areas and we should really prioritize our listeners time. And um, your, your comeback to that was it all strings together. It, it all, you can't remove any element of what we talked about and maintain the integrity of the entire conversation. So I, I thank you for your, your perspective on it. 
Um, but yeah, this is this. I mentioned it kind of in the podcast too. Um, I get to have these conversations with dudes and I, I feel like in probably 80% of the cases, I'm the first guy they they've ever shared in its entirety, how they are feeling. Um, and obviously it's, it's something that stays between the two dudes. You know, it's not something that makes it the only reason this made a podcast. Dave said, yeah, go ahead and use it because I want it to help people. And that's, that's not something we can do all the time, but, um, these are the conversations that exist. And, you know, I named the whole company normal 40. Cause I'm like, somehow I gotta, I've got to do something to give the people who are right where Dave is. And by the way, right where I used to be. And by the way, right where probably a thousand other people who are listening to this right now are, are, or have been in their lifetime. How do we, how do we pull this out of the shadows and out of the, you know, the depths of the gut and into a conversation where we can just say, Hey, look, I've hit it. I've hit a wall. I've hit something. I've got to do something. I've got to shake something loose. What do you think I can do about this? You know, how do we, how do we bring that out? So thanks to David for giving us that opportunity to, to kind of shed some light on this. I thought it was interesting too. I mean, he, he talked a lot about a lot of themes in there. And at one point he said the phrase, I felt like my brain was broken. And it was really interesting to kind of hear him just sort of kind of recount those. And I think he did a really nice job of asking him like, what, give me your emotions. what did that feel like? What did that, how did, how did that feel to you at the time? Um, and, and you can just hear in his voice, the gravity of what he was dealing with and the seriousness of what he was dealing with. And I, I think that just resonates with so many people out there that have, that have had that, the alarm clock went off and I don't want to get up today. Right. And, you know, and it's funny, it, you start off the show talking a little bit about, uh, or the episode talking a little bit about, um, you know, he's saying I don't care how much money I make if I can't take a week off and, and you, you sort of replace those hours in that, and that, and that trade. And that's what the normal 40 is about is figuring out where you are now and looking and going, what do I want to be? What do I, where do, what aligns with who I am and who I, what do I want to do? Um, and it, it's it's unfortunate to see and know that a lot of people have to go through that dark, treacherous time to get on that other sideline. But I got to imagine, and and you said this perfectly on the episode. You know, he he's not quote unquote healed, right? This hasn't this hasn't resolved itself. It's still ongoing. But I got to imagine when you get to that other side and you get to that point where you look back and you realize that hey, man, I've I've done what I want to do. That's got to be the best feeling in the world. Outside of like maybe watching your children be born. Right. That's got to be the because you're almost reborn at that moment of time. Right. When you look back and figure out where you are now. Oh, yeah. And it's such a great reason to to want to chat with him again. You know, and I talked to him this the the call that that was the last episode uh, happened right around the first of the year. And he w- had just been he was he had been let go of a job or left a job. He was on a he was he was unemployed at the time he was separated from employment. And he was um, in the process of applying for and had just received a job offer the week we recorded this. And I haven't talked to him um, in any depth or any detail since then. So I'm looking forward to hopefully getting on another call with him and seeing where he's at in his journey then. So I think it's just, let's just stop and think. Recap, I should say, about where Dave was at when, when, he, when he reached out. When he came to LinkedIn, he joined the group, he confessed how and where he was at and how he was feeling. And then he allowed us to do this podcast. And, you know, he's a dude with a couple of young kids, uh, 10 and under. Um, he was fairly recently divorced. He was a dude between jobs. 
He was a guy who'd been on and off prescription medications and a guy who he felt was on the upswing from, from, um, from the depths. And the, but he wasn't yet reemployed, but had an offer. So he was in this wonderful upswing um, in, in his own life. And I can't wait to connect with him in another, whatever, 60 days and just see where he's at. Because there's, look, the other thing about it is there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees mm-hmm. where this guy's at. There's no guarantees where any of us are going to be in 60 days. And so it will be really interesting to see where he is, how he's feeling. And by the way, what, what the response has been when you and I, you and I, Adam, we just did that episode. We haven't even re- released it yet in this ramble. So you and I don't even know how this episode's going to do, but I have a feeling that the listenership might not be off the charts. It might not be a blockbuster, but I think the people who listen to it twice mm-hmm. and digest it is probably going to go off the charts. That's yeah, funny. Lon and I have this conversation off off camera, off mic all the time. Um, you know, numbers and what's gonna what's gonna do well and what's gonna resonate with people. And it's really hard to say, right? I think we're still finding our niche. But maybe this is hyperbole, maybe prisoner of the moment, Lon. But I don't know if there has yet been another episode that'll be as important as this one, right? Like it may not do the numbers. Uh, the beginning is our first episode. I mean, that's done, you know, over thousands of downloads at this point, right? So maybe this episode never gets to that level, but there may not be a more important episode that we've put out yet other than the anxiety. I, I think they're the importance of what you can learn from there, because here's the thing. You also, the, what I loved about David is, Sure. I mean, and this is not a knock on anybody, right? Anybody, well, not anybody, but a lot of people can get onto a microphone and just talk about what's bothering them, what they don't like. What was me? This happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. Right. And obviously there, there's an element of, of, of you having to share your story. But David talks about how other people can learn from what he learned, how people who are around other people who are experiencing that can also understand the best thing to do. Right. We talked about in the episode, people always try to solve your problem. And he had a lot of that in his life. People telling him what he should be doing and you, you should try that. Well, if you did this, you'd feel better. And that, that sort of almost put him off to doing certain things, but it was the people who extended a hand and said, Hey man, come with me. I'm going to do this thing. You should come with me. Those are the ones that kind of got through to him, but even the warning signs, right. He talked about being detached, um, you know, uh, excessive alcohol use, right. The things that if you're listening that and you're, maybe you're, you're feeling okay, but you're like, man, my buddy Pete from work the other day, man, it's, you know what? You kind of had that same thing. You just armed yourself now, thanks to what you learned from David on. Maybe you're that you're the guy, you're the Manny. If you heard the episode, you're the Manny for somebody else. And, and how freaking cool is that Lon? that, that this episode, while it may not do hundreds and thousands of downloads, if we get five Manny's out of this that help other people, I mean, that's worth tenfold of what any download would be. I think from an episode standpoint, couldn't agree more, you know, David's David, says in the podcast, he's like, if, if I just help one person, I, I'll be glad to tell my story. And I, I really think it will. And you summed it up perfectly. Um, how can we all be a better Manny? Hmm. You got to listen yeah. to the podcast, but Manny showed up. Um, what almost, what appears, if this was a movie, it would appear like it was an accident. Like man, Manny just came in the side accidentally and figured out accidentally exactly what, what David needed. But my guess is, I don't know, Manny. I, I have no idea. Other, the only thing I know about Manny is his name. And, mm-hmm. But my guess is Manny knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what his friend needed. And he knew that it was his time to show up and do it. And to not give him some, not to give David something he should do. He knew it. That's the thing. We all know what we should do 
or could do maybe, or wish we could do more so to be happy. Um, it wasn't that David didn't necessarily know what he should do. It's that he didn't have somebody who came in, sat down beside him and said, let's go do this together. And, yeah. and that's, a, that's what Manny did. And uh, we talk about it in the podcast. Manny saved this cat's life. Pure and simple. Yeah, it just it makes you think, you know, the I, I reflectively think about one of the things that I need to get better at is I'm a member of the normal 40 closed group on LinkedIn. People are posting there all the time. You know, I need to do a better job of, of interacting with people, asking questions, showing up, being there, you know, responding, commenting, things like that, because you never know who your man is going to be. Right. Like in this case, it happened to be somebody that David knew. Right. Somebody he had a relationship with, somebody that's been in his life. But your Manny could be somebody you've never met before. Could be somebody who sees a post or see or hears an episode or hears something you do and responds back to you and sends you a note. And all of a sudden that person becomes your Manny, right? Knows exactly kind of how, how to help you. So the, the Mannies in your life aren't just the five or six guys or gals that you've known forever. The Manny could be somebody that you have not yet met that is going to say the thing or do the thing or give you the perspective that you need to, to have that little light bulb go off where you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this one. Right. And like, like David said, small steps, man. Like, you know, I, I thought it was funny. His analogy was, was climbing Mount Everest. Like you don't get to Mount Everest and just take a giant leap 200 feet up the mountain. Right. Like you, you start taking the steps, you put the gear on, right. You get the backpack on, you get ready. You don't just run as fast as you can up the mountain. Right. And I think that's the same thing here is, and I think that's what's what's cool about what what the normal 40 community has created. And Lon, kudos to you for how you've created it is there's what, 3000 Manny's in there now yeah. for the potential for 3000 Manny's in there. I mean, yeah. that's a really powerful group to be a part of. Yeah, man, it is. Um, so well said. So well said. Um, but I think if we all if we the rest of us take away from this. Um, sometimes we have to be the Manny and we have to show up. And sometimes, by the way, we need a Manny, hmm. you know, and, and how do we, how do we, how do we authentically show up and who do we authentically show up to when we've hit that point to say, God dang it. I don't know. I just, there's nothing I can do to feel like I used to feel, to feel as good mm -hmm. as I used to feel, to have the energy I used to have, to feel the control I used to have to, there's just, there's nothing. I'm not present. I've got no intimacy, all of those things. I'm struggling. And what we typically do is we just lock them in and, and, and we're hoping that it either gets better or a Manny shows up. And by the way, both of those tend to be long shots. Mm -hmm. uh, so in addition to that, if, if a Manny doesn't show up, I hope that the, the community in LinkedIn, the normal 40 group in LinkedIn can be that outlet, a safe place for you to go and say, Hey, I'm, I feel like X, you don't have to give your life story. Has anybody felt like that before? Or you hop, you yeah, schedule a call with me and we do a ramble. I mean, it's a, it, I like you, like you've said on multiple occasions, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm just a dude who's kind of felt a lot of the same stuff and I'm willing to talk about it and just talking about it. And feeling like, oh man, you shit, you shit me. I'm not alone on this. Just knowing that kind of helps you. It gives you permission to feel the way you're feeling. And it gives you permission to go and seek additional help if that's what you need. And so um, sometimes you get to be the Manny. Sometimes you need a Manny. And, mm -hmm. uh, and just owning that when it's, when it's your time is so powerful. 
Let me let me give you a, a hypothesis, Lon. You tell me if you agree or disagree with this. Let's pretend for a minute that I'm that I'm down. I'm not feeling my best, right? Maybe I've I've sunk in myself into a dark place where I'm not feeling what I should be feeling, and I've got these emotions, right? To so use some of the words that that you talk about in the episode: trapped, unhappy, stuck, confined, right? I'm in those I'm in those word spaces. Could being a manny for somebody else help me actually get out of that space, right? So even though I may not be in the right spot. I then turn my attention and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to help this guy over here or I'm going to help this gal over here. Right. Sometimes just doing something different can help you and being somebody's Manny, even though maybe you're still not in full Manny mode yourself can maybe help you kind of take that first springboard to, to getting to that next phase or getting you to where it is that, that you're hoping to go directionally. Absolutely. It helps you feel normal about yourself to see yeah. somebody else going through it. The, the whole, I think one of the powers of the, of the LinkedIn group, where people show up and kind of leave it out there is the fact that you just realize, Holy shit. I'm not, I don't, I am not necessarily alone. I might not, I might choose not to engage and not to do that, but I'm just, I just take some comfort knowing that man, other people are going through this now, how horrible misery, you know, good. They're not as, they don't feel good either. That's not the point. The point is um, that there's other people. And to answer your question, when you show up for someone else to help them, and you feel some of those same things, it's going to give you this safety space between the two of you to work, to, to help one another out, to work through it, to just talk about what you're feeling. And it, there's an amazing release. You know, one of the things I've realized in, in Normal 40, I've got a couple of just absolutely kicky in the face nuggets that I've learned in the last year and, and a few hundred phone calls. One of them is most dudes are one awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. One awkward conversation away from a radically improved day, week, month, year, or life. Obviously an awkward conversation that changes your life is a big awkward conversation. Maybe not everybody has that, but everybody has an awkward conversation they're avoiding that could make their week or month better. And most everyone has one that make their year better. So that's one of the, that's one of the, the, the big nuggets. The other one is I'm amazed at how starved, absolutely starved, dudes are for an intimate conversation. This conversation I had with Dave was an intimate conversation. He allowed, he allowed us to share an intimate conversation. I have every week, probably between eight and 10 intimate conversations. And I think for most of these guys, it's the only one they've had in months. Now that's, that, that doesn't say anything about me. It just says that dudes are starving to have someone who can connect with them and help them feel like what they're experiencing isn't a flaw. And the only way to do that is through an intimate conversation. And man, I can tell you, even if we don't, you know, hit pay dirt, it's like, oh my gosh, we do it to ramble and Lon gave me 10 things to do. It's so helpful. Even if all we get was, they talk for 43 minutes about what they're feeling and maybe have one thing that they can go just try to do differently. That's the awkward conversation. The awkward conversation is the intimate conversation that could potentially change that dude's week, month, year, or life. And I t- I'm telling you, I get notes back again and again that oftentimes it does. How do you, um, and this is a little inside baseball here, how do you wrestle with the fact that 
you know, you, you are that, that person for a lot of people, right? You are that intimate conversation and, and, and you as a stranger kind of, kind of feeling, you know, and, and having to deal with all these emotions, what does that kind of say about the connection point that you have with people? A, but B just, why is it easier to talk to a stranger? Right. Why is it easier to call up some guy? You, you make the joke all the time. You know, I'm a dude from the Internet. Right. Why is it easier to, to call a dude from the Internet and lay your feelings out than to call your buddy you've known for 36 years and talk about it or to to, to amble over to the hallway where you're where, where your wife's sitting and say, hey, honey, can we talk? Why is it easier to talk to you than it is to talk to people in our lives? I used to wonder that and I don't anymore. I know exactly why. Because I'm safe. It's safe. It's safe. If it's safe. We can go back to the probably the first time you called me, Adam. How many people had you talked to about what you were feeling when you reached out to a dude from the internet who was putting some stuff on LinkedIn? I'd, I'd say I, 0.5. Yeah. So here's the deal. People reach out to me because I'm safe. I'm and by the way, I I say that on purpose. I'm the dude from the internet um, because I want people to know. Uh, I want to remind them that I'm safe. And just being a dude from the internet is kind of edgy. It's kind of like well, mysterious. But at the end of the day, I'm a guy who doesn't know your boss. I'm a guy who doesn't know your wife. I'm a guy who doesn't know your kids, your family, your religion, your work, your work history. But I'm a dude who's been through a lot of the stuff you're going through. And I'm a dude who talks about it. And I'm a dude who knows the words to use because I've had hundreds of conversations with dudes who feel just like you. So I'm armed with the equipment to know how mm. to reach you, and I'm safe. I am a safe person to say, well, maybe I should just talk to this guy because he somehow is talking to me. And so I, I take it, I really, really do. I, I feel like my rambles, um, I don't know if there's something I take more serious in a day than three or four free phone calls I'm going to have with people I've never met. They've never commented on anything I've done. I don't know who they are. I've got to look them up on LinkedIn. If we're even connected half the time, people who find me, we're not even, they're so, they're so afraid of being associated with me, honestly, that they we won't even connect. And so I am like, well, I don't even know who Bob uh, Smith is, but I'm going to get on a call with him. My whole point is I take the fact that they have reached out to me. This is, this is what, this is what Dave's talking about. Do something. I take, I take it so serious. By the time they've listened to me, they've read at least a post or two. They've went onto my website. They've scheduled a time to call. It's usually three or four weeks out and they don't have a freaking clue who I am, but they're going to tell me what they tell me. I better take that serious. There's, there's, I better take that really serious because guess what? It's the, probably the first time like I said, it's probably the first time in months, if not years, that they are, they don't even know they're going to have it yet until it starts happening. They, they, it's been that long since they've had an intimate conversation. And I tell people like this all the time. I'm like, I feel like I've, I get people to this place and all of a sudden um, it's like this. They're knocking on my door and it's like, Hey, I'm here. Can, can we talk? Can, can, I just want to see what if you've heard of this before and I look, I'm, I'm very serious at him. I take that so seriously and, and I'm, I'm honored. It's in this weird way. What I'm here to do, at least for the next phase of my life. And I enjoy it. I really, I, you know, I should have, 
if I was smart, I'd have quit doing free calls six months ago and started charging 400 bucks for each of them. Cause everybody who's done one would say that shit was worth 400 bucks. No, I'm scared. I'm scared. People will quit knocking. And, hmm. and I want them to keep knocking because I want a thousand. I want to inspire the change of a thousand people's lives. And the best way to do it is one ramble at a time. All right, let's take a hard left turn here. Uh, so we'll, we'll transition topics for a second, Lon. The, uh, the post that's blowing up the internet, visual proof. You and I met in real life. You posted out there on LinkedIn. This has gotten a lot of reaction. I'm looking at it now. We got 115-ish uh, reactions, likes, loves, hand, hand claps, high fives, whatever these little emojis of these, these things are. I can't see the impressions because it's your post, Lon. But we met in real life, so I can, I can affirm a few things. Lon is a real person, real human being. Um, two, taller than I expected, um, a, a little bit taller than I expected. Three, um, if, if this normal 40 thing doesn't work out, I can tell you all, Lon would make a great publicist because we were at a little local watering hole up, up near where I live in Ponte Vedra. A uh, nice place, little craft beer brewery situation. And uh, man, there had to be, it was a, it was a sl- late arriving crowd, late arriving crowd that day. But everybody you kind of trickled in, Lon was like, hey, you heard about the podcast? And he, he must have, if we had business cards or something he could have handed out, he probably could have handed out about 50 cards in the space of about 30 minutes. So if, if normal 40 doesn't work out, try this one on. Normal forty, the promoter. I think you, you think you have an option there, Lon. Uh, uh, you know, let's let's. Uh, my my CEO at our company used to call me uh, the other CEO, and that was the chief encouragement officer. Uh, <laughs> okay, because I was always the dude who's like, well, if not us, who? If not now, when? Come on, let's 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 do this. But the other thing is, is ah, God, what's her name? The the gal who was who was working that day. I know. I I blanked awesome. on it too. I, I was going to call her Amanda. I think that's right. That's what I was going to say. So I think okay. it's Amanda. So two things. Adam, like, like I said, I'd never met you before. This is the 14th time we've talked. And yeah. no, it's the 15th time we talk in the 14th podcast. So it's not like you and I are, are old college roommates. And he sends me to this, this link. I've got to drive an hour and 20 minutes up to his hometown to go to this bar. So I plug it in to my car. I drive up there and I pull in and I walk in. And nobody's there. <laughs> not one person, not even Adam. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go sit down. So I sit down and then I look at my phone because I'd been driving and Adam had, had sent me a text like 15 minutes earlier saying, hey, are you on time? And I didn't see it until I already had arrived. So I sent him a note and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm here. And he's like, oh, okay, then I'll leave my home. I'm like, what <laughs> was the level of trust you had in whether or not I was actually going to show up? But in that time, I struck up a conversation with Amanda. And so long story short, we knew a lot about each other in the 10 minutes it took you to, to, to arrive. And then she was the, she was the evangelist, yeah. man. Yeah. She was the one more than me. We just, we, she was the ones, uh, where she, we'll probably get her in trouble, but she said, uh, Ah, yeah, I get my husband needs to listen to this. <laughs> this sounds like him as we're talking about. Yeah, we hey, we're a couple dudes who talk about dudes who go through some shit in midlife. He's like, ah, oh, my husband needs this. Remember, yeah. so this guy's come in, or his people came in. Uh, well, yeah, you, you had you, you had left to, to use the restroom, and so there was a, a gentleman sitting to, to our right, and uh, so I kind of like turned, and he was kind of looking there, and she was kind of between the two of us now, and she looked at him, and she was like, um, yeah, these guys just met for the first time. And he was like, oh, like, you know, basically kind of like how or why or what. 
and she was like, hey, they do a podcast anyway. It's called, and she starts giving him the spiel, right? And so he's like, whoa, gee, tell me, well, how do I find it? So uh, before I knew it, she was promoting us throughout the entirety of the uh, uh, of the bar. My best part of that entire experience, by the way, great meeting, Lon, super nice guy. What you see is what you get, by the way. We go back inside to, to settle up the tab, right? I think we each had two seltzers. That's right. I said it's seltzers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we go inside to settle up the tab. And Amanda is now a customer <laughs> sitting at the bar, enjoying her Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday afternoon, gets up from behind the bar, comes around, checks us out. You know, again, we paid the bill. We do all that stuff, right? And then she's like, okay, well, how do I find the podcast? How do I find out about it? We give her the information, goes and sits back down and enjoys the rest of her afternoon. So that was just my favorite part is she went from working to, to, to patron, to working again, to promoter, all in the course of like two minutes. It was fantastic. We need, we need Amanda as part of normal 40, man. She was, she just, that's what you got to do when you you're know what, for, for you, Lon, I may, you can twist my arm to go back down there, have another cold one and see if I can, just for you though, wouldn't do it for anybody else, but for you, I'll have another cold seltzer head on down there and see if I can find Amanda and get, uh, get some contact info. All right. We got to share that story too. So I walk in, like I said, I'm the only one in the bar and it's a, it's a brew house. So they brew all their own stuff. And I'm like, I'm looking at all the dark, delicious beers which I really do enjoy. And I'm thinking to myself, guy, I really just want a seltzer. Cause I gotta, you know, I, I, it's, I gotta drive back and it's, you know, it's midday. I just want a seltzer or something nice and light. I'm like, but I don't want Adam to think I'm a seltzer drinker. You know what? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to leave that as my, you know, my opening uh, volley as he walks in and there I am drinking a, a seltzer, but I ordered one. I'm like, all right. And, and one is pink and one is clear. And I ended up ordering yeah. the clear one. And, okay, fine. And so Adam comes in and we hug it out like you'd expect a couple of dudes hugging in the bar and then a Sunday afternoon <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday. And then um, and then Adam sits down. And he goes, do you guys have any seltzers? And I'm like, ah, well, it's yeah. meant to be, baby. So I'm like, I don't feel so bad. I was kind of hiding mine off to the side because uh, I thought you're going to think I'm some sort of, you know, anti beer drinker. But uh, so we it, it was meant to be We're I guess we're we're seltzer brothers, too. Well, to be fair, I had I have been there before. I had known they typically have a seltzer on draft, and the context is important. So this is like one one fifteen yeah. in the afternoon, Super Bowl Sunday, right? For for a lot of people, myself included, we were having people over later. You know, it's a long. You got to pace yourself, right? It's a long day, right? So you start off nice and easy, a couple of light seltzers, right? And then as the game gets kicked off, then you have the you know the dark beer or the blue moon or whatever it is you're into, but. Took, took a little easy early on. Nice, refreshing. I think we had the lemon seltzer early, uh, first. Then I, I switched to the, uh, um, the, 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 the pinkish hue seltzer. I forget exactly what it was, raspberry or berry of some sort. Uh, quite refreshing, though. But I can, I can attest, Lana's a real person. What you see is what you get. None of this is shtick. None of this is, you know, guy on the internet just being guy on the internet. What you see with Lana is what you get. Very genuine. Asked a lot of great questions. Everybody who kind of came around him turned around and said hello. It was Amanda was introducing us to to people. And in 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 promotion of this this establishment, I won't say their name because I don't know if they want to be associated with us, but in promotion of this establishment, it got pretty packed in there. I mean, we yeah. there was about 40 people or so as you and I were leaving. Tables on the inside were packed, tables on the outside were getting kind of full. So it it did the, the late arriving crowd. But I, it did pick up, so I don't want to. I don't want to mention their that name. That was because of us, though. You know that, right? I assume. I mean, usually that's how that works, Lon. I, you know, you show up someplace and they're like, "Hey, the podcast guys are here," and everybody. <laughs> and it's also an interesting community. Everybody drives their golf cart uh, near near yep. where I live, so all the golf carts start start piling in the parking lot because people want to hang out with the two guys from the podcast. I mean, it's a natural. It's a natural thing. So here's what I'd love to know: we should 
we should see here's let's do a live poll of the six people who are listening to this. Okay. Uh, we should see if they would show up. I mean, within reason, if it, if it was possible for them to show up, if it was less than a, a half hour drive, if Adam and I did a pod in person live, mm. if they would show up to be a part of our live studio audience, even if it's in my two chairs back behind my, my desk, Maybe. but, uh, that would be, that'd be interesting though. So that's number one. Would you show up if, if, as the pod in the pod is doing great, it continues to grow. It kind of blows my mind. Um, is, uh, is that something, I mean, we're just a couple of dudes who ramble, uh, on, and then we pick a topic, we go deep and then we ramble. So, uh, there's that. And then the other one would be, let me know, you know, one of the things I keep, get, I do get feedback on. It's like, yeah, we've heard the story. I agree. I want to hear some more success stories. What have people done? What, and I've got some. And, so my challenge to anybody who's listening is if you got a story you want to tell, if you got a story you want to ramble with Adam and I about that talks, if use David, that you're willing to, you're willing to be as vulnerable. You might not need to be as vulnerable as David. Your story might not be as deep, but if you got a story where you've gone through the shit and what you've done, or maybe you're in the shit and you're still willing to talk about it. That's even more powerful, man. Let us know. We'll, uh, we'll find time to, to ramble. We don't know when we'll use it, can't guarantee it'll be the next episode, but all that stuff we'll take. And, uh, and at some point, uh, if you don't mind, we'd, we'd put you on the pod. Uh, maybe question three you should ask Lon is if we set up a seltzer time with Adam and Lon, we're just, just us two sitting in our respective, uh, boxes here with a seltzer in hand and invite everyone to join in. How many people would join in and want to have a conversation with us? Just a couple of dudes drinking some seltzers talking about feelings, right? Now, what, what could be more exciting than that? I would, that is absolutely true. I would not have the expectation that everybody has to be salsa drinkers. <laughs> Maybe that's the price to entry though. Lon. Sometimes you gotta, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. The initiation in normal 40 is grab yourself a white claw or whatever your brand of choice is and, and meet us for a ramble. How's that? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's see. This is when it gets off the rails. This is how we get out of control early. But um, so I'll, here's, if you're listening to this, what I'll try to do, Lon, and I'll, we're doing this live here. So I'm telling Lon for the first time as well. So we typically release every other week, right? Um, this week we are delayed a day and that's my fault, but I apologize in advance. Uh, so every other week we release on that off week, maybe I'll throw this one up. I'll call it normal 40 extra, the anxiety, right? And and you all know kind of what it is and what it means if you listen to it at this point. And if 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 we get good numbers, maybe we'll do it again. Because what you all may may or may not know is we typically talk for another 30, 45 minutes after we stop recording. And so maybe there's content that people want to listen to about that. So let's let's try this as a trial balloon, Lon. We'll put this one out as an extra and we'll see what we get. And if we get good feedback, then we'll we'll keep doing it. So it's up to you, the listener. Balls in your court. Vote on Lon's polls, by the way. Let us know about those two things. And then balls in your court. Hit the download button or tell some friends to hit the download button. And maybe, just maybe, you'll get more of the, the two-man act here that is Lon and Adam. It's a good act, though, man. It's not bad.